This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. The Capitals back at practice this morning in Arlington. Awaiting word on Justin Schultz and Zdeno Chara and the East Division continues to tighten as we have hit the stretch run. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 20th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. It has been a while since we have been able to say this, but the Capitals in the midst of a breather on the schedule. A full-off day yesterday, a day of practice today and tomorrow at MedStar Capitals Iceplex before traveling to Uniondale, continuing the road trip and meeting the New York Islanders Thursday and Saturday night. Biggest question today, Ben, is whether or not we're going to get an update on Zidane Chara and Justin Schultz. Certainly a bit of a concern with Chara not playing at all on Sunday after getting banged up in Philly on Saturday and Schultz leaving the game in the first period Sunday and he didn't return. And hopefully the few days off here, the few days between games works in their favor again without a game until coming up Thursday night against the New York Islanders. But a little concern with both uh, with the different situations. Chara again finished the game on Saturday after an incident late in the second period where he seemed very hobbled. And Schultz leaving the game on Sunday midway through the first after uh, an incident with Taylor Hall and didn't return. So two different situations, Chara having finished the game, Schultz having left immediately after his incident. So two different scenarios, and we'll see if not today, then hopefully by tomorrow when they practice again, hopefully they're getting closer to, to returning potentially. And if not, here we go. Time to dip into that depth that you have at your disposal potentially, whether it's another game or another few games for Trevor Van Riemsdyk, or again, even lower down the depth We'll see if there's moves here with the taxi squad, with AHL, Hershey, etc. They do have depth, as noted yesterday. It's good to have. You just hope you don't have to rely on it for too much uh, of a long stay here. Yeah, we'll probably know later on this morning, too. You'll know if moves are made off either the taxi squad or perhaps from Hershey. He's a big body out there. He uses his size really well, I think, to protect pucks and to hang on to pucks in the offensive zone. You know, he's got gears with regard to speed. He can really crank it up, and he's playing with a couple good players. So it's a it's a tough line to match up against and play against. But, you know, early on, I like it. That is head coach Peter Laviolette on Anthony Manta. Tough to be off to a better start with a new team then number 39 has been for Washington. Mantha now with goals in four straight, and Benny drives to the net. He makes things happen exactly what the Caps wanted when they traded for him. And here's TJ Oshie, too, recently talking about his new line mate. He's obviously a big body. He can skate. Uh, you can tell he can score. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's won a game without scoring for us yet, but he's so good for us on the walls and on our breakouts and in the offensive zone, using his body around the net or, or in the corners to to keep puck possession and, and give us more ozone time. And I think that's something that, that uh, we've been focusing on as a team, maintaining ozone time, and, and he seems to really help a lot with that. So uh, it's, been a, it's been awesome playing with him. He meshes in really well with the guys, and uh, obviously he's pretty hot right now, so we'll try, to, we'll try to keep him that way. TJ, very complimentary, Ben. And listen, this is, look, small sample size, yeah, but you got to like what you see in the eye test, as we always talk about here. I love how he drives to the net. I love how he gets pucks off the boards. I know that he had the reputation for being there some nights and not others, but I love the fact, too, that, you know, as we've talked about here since he was acquired, that this is a guy who doesn't have to be the guy in Washington like he did in Detroit. He seems to be fitting in great. Yeah, seems to be taken off, seems to be uh, re-energized, if you will, and 
who could blame him coming into a winning environment after the years that he went through with the Detroit Red Wings, obviously at the other end of the spectrum. But what I like from Mantha too, and obviously the goals jump out first player in franchise history to ever score in each of his first four games with the Capitals organization. But it's a lot of those bullet points that you mentioned that TJ touched on. It's, it's the eye test. It's the little things that don't even necessarily come up in the score sheet. You know, winning board battles, winning puck battles, keeping pressure alive in the offensive zone, little things, cycle plays, just that sustained pressure in the offensive zone. And you know what? I'm going to call it for what it is here. John, TJ Oshie didn't mention Jacob Verana's name, you know, by name or any of that. But a lot of the things that he mentioned that Anthony Mantha is doing were things. It's a different skill set. There were a lot of things that Jacob Verana could do well. The wheels, the transition game, the shot, the rifle that Verana had. We, we knew he had that knack for scoring goals. But it was some of those little things that go into winning games. Again, the sustained pressure, the cycle game, the board battles, the puck battles. just the, the quote-unquote tough-to-play-against type of player. And to your point, a small sample size, but so far Mantha showing himself very well in a lot of those areas that again, as they add up, maybe in a playoff series, as a series goes along, you make the investment. He looks like he, he, he seems like a playoff type player, Mantha. And again, I know it's just four games, but very encouraging start nonetheless. And real quick, John, something he mentioned to the paper I saw in Montreal French paper. He said he's confident, Mantha, even after these four games, he still has another gear. He still said he's getting used to the team. He's getting used to his teammates and he's looking forward. He said, don't base it on these four games. The best might still be yet to come. And I'd say that's a very encouraging sign. Ben, to that point this morning, at practice, his first practice with the team. He hasn't even had one yet. <laughs> That's a fair point, too. You're right. And with two days of practice here, really, a ch- and I imagine last week, the whole week, John, is a whirlwind, I'm sure. I'm sure there was a lot of adrenaline, but all that's behind him now. And you're right. A couple of practices now, get acclimated, get further comfortable, get settled in, let the game take off now. It, it, great that he did as well as he did, but you're right. It, it's going to be fun to watch now moving forward. Yeah, going to be exciting to see what he does against the Islanders, too. And he's never been in the playoffs, so whatever he does in the postseason, he's going to be there for the first time. Speaking of the postseason, call this the the and-down-the-stretch-they-come segment. The Capitals not playing until Thursday, of course. But at this moment on Tuesday morning, the Capitals give up at least one game in hand to everyone chasing them. The Islanders and Penguins, they'll pull even tonight. More on that in a bit. Boston is closer than it appears, Ben. Now, you sent me before doing the show, a snapshot of what every team in the top four has left. And the two things that stood out to me immediately, the first one is that the Boston Bruins still have five games left with the Buffalo Sabres. They have three games in hand on Washington. They are only six points back. We have looked at this as being a three-horse race, and I don't think that's accurate. It is a four-team race to win the division. The Boston Bruins have as much chance as anybody, and that starts tonight in a game against Buffalo. The Boston Bruins are peaking at the right time. They're getting healthy at the right time. They got the trade deadline acquisitions meshed into their lineup a little bit now, a few games. They tune up the Islanders twice. They tune up the Capitals on Sunday. Are the Boston Bruins going to win this division and pass everybody? It can make it interesting, that's for sure. And five games against Buffalo, they have to be licking their chops. And I'll mention as well, and we've acknowledged this on our broadcast, Sabres are playing better lately. The Capitals got a taste of that last Thursday and that clunker at home to the Sabres. Buffalo's playing better since the deadline, even predating the deadline. They're playing better. There's still a last place team. And if you're the Boston Bruins, you got to be looking forward to that opportunity. Five against Buffalo, John, and also two for Boston coming up 
against the New Jersey Devils, a Devils team which enters the week having lost six straight in regulation there also they can't get out of their own way fast enough so a favorable schedule for Boston and not only that but also the games in hand and also presumably starting to get healthier as well they dealt with the injury bug and COVID issues earlier in the year that kind of put them behind in the standings it's part of the reason they have these games to make up a lot working in their favor certainly as we we get in the stretch run here in earnest. All right, so the Bruins probably have the softest schedule in the most games. They're also the furthest back. Second softest schedule probably belongs to Pittsburgh. Three games left with the Devils, couple with the Sabres, couple with the Flyers, which to me is pretty much getting to the point of Devils and Sabres territory. That team really struggling. Pittsburgh's still very much in this conversation, too. You're right. Put another way, Pittsburgh has 11 games starting tonight. They have 11 remaining, only four of the 11 against teams currently in a playoff position. Conversely, you look at the Capitals, the remaining games that they have, well, six out of 10 against teams currently in a playoff position. But Pittsburgh, four out of 11. That's all they have left against playoff teams currently in a playoff spot. Again, they have an opportunity to feast on a quote-unquote lighter schedule as well. Well, here's something that is absolutely true. If the Capitals are going to win this division, they will have earned it because, yes, you're right, Ben, three games against the Islanders, two against Pittsburgh, one against Boston. They do still have two with Philadelphia, but I don't think games with the Rangers are Mm-mm. softballs <laughs> at this point, and the Capitals still have two left with the Rangers, the team that has haunted them maybe like any other this year. Especially for the, for the Capitals. They've had their hands full with the Rangers. We know that. Arguably, the team that's given them the, the most fits this year, a case could be made, the, the one – thing you hope for maybe from a Capitals perspective is at that point they do meet late in the season already in May there'll be about a week it'll be the final week plus of the regular season maybe by then the Rangers are out of it who knows or conversely they could be fighting for their lives right down to the stretch so could go either way but you're right if anybody knows the Rangers are not gimmies this year it's the Capitals. The Islanders' schedule is more or less the same as Washington's. I would say a hair softer, but still not anything that's too dramatic as you look at it. A couple of games left with Buffalo, a couple of games left with New Jersey. The Capitals do not have that, but they still got to see the Rangers three times. That's a rivalry for them, and that's going to be tough for them. That includes tonight, by the way, one game left with Boston. But when you look at this group as a whole and you look at the Islanders and the Capitals specifically, yeah, the Penguins are coming. Boston is coming. But if one team dominates the other, I mean, the Capitals are going to see the Islanders now three more times, including this week for two, Thursday and Saturday. The Capitals have got to win in Nassau Coliseum or they're going to lose ground to the Isles. And if you can do that, then maybe you're getting some help while you do it. This is a team that has to beat the New York Islanders on the road. If for no other reason, they got to prove they can do it because the Islanders are awfully tough at Nassau. Yeah, and again, from the Capitals' side of things, three remaining with the Islanders, two remaining with Pittsburgh, one more game the regular season finale with Boston. You're right. If you take care of what's ahead of you, you don't have to rely too much on uh, scoreboard watching, potentially. It's there for them, but to your point, starting here, upcoming with a couple of games against the New York Islanders, uh, take care of it, bounce back from from the rough loss on Sunday against the Boston Bruins. But it's there for you, to, to, first off, to, to take care of the Islanders coming up with this uh, this upcoming series. So we take a look around the division on this night. The Capitals are idle while everyone else, or just about everybody else, is playing, including teams of note. Boston traveling to Buffalo, as mentioned, looking to continue their surge 
toward the top of the division after two wins late last week against the Isles, the win, of course, over Washington on Sunday. I'm going to be on the call for this one on NBCSN, so I'm going to see it firsthand, Ben, what Boston's all about here against the Sabres in the first of five. A.J. Malesko will join me on the call, and it's an early start, by the way, so shameless plug here. 6.30 puck drop. This is a big game for Boston to try and continue that momentum. Dustin Tokarski is the number one star of the week in the NHL, a great story that the Capitals sadly added to a little bit by losing to him on Thursday. But right now, the Capitals are hoping there's some more Tokarski magic because they're going to need it tonight. Yeah, good good for Tokarski to get that first star recognition. And hey, the, the Sabres did the Capitals a, a solid over the weekend with, uh, well, they split the series against the Pittsburgh Penguins they had. But most recently on Sunday, Buffalo coming off a win now over the Penguins at Key Bank Center in Buffalo. So, Maybe they'd do it again to the Boston Bruins here, but golly, Bruins playing well. We saw that the other day. Winners of four straight now, and I don't know if there's going to be a Taylor Hall tribute video and Curtis Lazar tribute video at Key Bank Center. Probably not, but imagine they'll be revved up uh, to go in that one as well as they uh, make their return to Western New York. Well, they do a Taylor Hall video to be pretty short because he only scored two goals there. So I'd imagine uh, thanks for the memories, Taylor. That power play goal against Washington on opening night was truly something. Thank you. New Jersey traveling to Pittsburgh, a 7 o'clock start. This the game in hand that Pittsburgh has on the Capitals. Rangers Islanders go at 7 from Nassau Coliseum tonight. Always fun when those two get together. Islanders also burning their game in hand on Washington tonight in that one, and that ahead, of course, of the Caps and Islanders on Thursday. So at least, Ben, we'll know at the end of the night the games are all even between the Caps, the Penguins, and the Islanders. I was going to say that the the couple of days off here, we started the show by saying, hey, this is a good thing, some time for R&R, a few days of practice, et cetera, et cetera. On the other hand, you're helpless. You do scoreboard watching. Yes, they have games in hand to make up these other teams, but you're helpless tonight. Somebody's gaining on you somewhere. Standings on this Tuesday morning to that end. The Capitals with 62 points. The Islanders are in second with 60. The Penguins hanging right there in third at 59. And the Boston Bruins, yeah, 56. And with three games in hand, win the games in hand, they'd be tied with the Capitals. They are that close. It is closer than it appears. The Rangers might have to run the table given the fact that all the games between the other teams in the top four, if they want to make it interesting, they've got 52 and hanging out in fifth. Philadelphia, I think they're done. 47 hanging out in sixth, especially, Ben, when we talk about all the things we just talked about. You know somebody's winning on every single night, just about one of the four teams uh, that are in the top. It's going to be hard enough for the Rangers. Flyers almost have to win out from this point to make it interesting. Yeah, and you wonder if the talent is there on Philadelphia, the defense, the goaltending. Hard to imagine them winning out, but again, they had a strong start to their season. They've shown an ability to rack wins together. It's just, it's been a minute, as the kids say, since they last did that this regular season. I don't see them making up uh, too much ground here. Another off day tomorrow, and then on to Thursday. Caps Islanders Thursday at 7. Our coverage here on Caps Radio 24-7, beginning at 4 o'clock with Ben and Caps game day. Ben, have yourself a terrific Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.